Welcome, Black Tribers. Here we go again. Don't you love our intro music? My gosh. <laughs> I love it. I listened to it when I went for a run today. ACDC awesome. Back in Black, who was funny, one of my millennial friends was like, why do you do that crazy music at the beginning of your videos and your podcast? Because it's our family's theme song. Back, we're the back Blacks black. are back. We're back. And we're back in Colorado, coming from our brilliant little apartment. If you're on Patreon and video, you can see me right now. I'm going to point to Spain right there. Wow. So really we have, we brought Mijas with us. It's in our little apartment here. Should we like put our, number, our little house in? Rock Rimmon, Colorado. Hey, if you didn't watch, and not many of you did, I'm only at like 200 watt, watches, um, views. My True Talk Tuesday is awesome. And I was with this huge herd of deer, all bucks, six point, five point bucks everywhere. So go watch it. That would be awesome. Um, welcome to our fatherlessness, fatherless. What did your granddaughter say series. when you showed her a deer? She said, buck. 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 My and then two, she went and got her dad's hunting. Almost hat. two year old granddaughter. <laughs> buck. Buck. And she went and got her daddy's um, hat. Yeah, it's so. cute. It's cute. Though. Incredible. Okay, welcome. So last week, mm -hmm. we hit the difference between fathers and, and teachers. teachers. That was good. And it's it was awesome. really good. If you haven't listened to last week, make sure you go do that. It's um, the bottom line is a spirit. It's a, a, a spirit that fathers and mothers carry that. Um, and I, it's funny, I got a lot of feedback from the last podcast. And I had a great question from a girl on Instagram. She said, um, can you tell me how I find a father and a mother? Like mm. everyone around me is teachers. And I said, look, it's a spirit that somebody carries. And what that spirit looks like is that they have no agenda for your life except for you to be successful. Mm. When they walk in the room, the room changes. Mm -hmm. Fathers and mothers just want their sons and daughters. They want not their spiritual sons and daughters, not their natural, all sons and daughters to be better than them and to be yeah. successful and be full of life and look like the Garden of Eden. And when you meet somebody like that, you know you've met you've met that spirit of yeah. fathering and mothering and parenting. That makes me sad that you had to ask that. I know it was a long, we've been <clears> going back <throat> and makes, forth. For, it makes our point though, that, that people need to step up into who they are and, and do what they're called to do because people are missing out. Missing out. You got good stuff. Okay, so welcome. We're gonna, um, Lisa's gonna lead us some more. She does so good at this and um, thank God, because I get to follow. And I'm following my wife now, as many of you know. And so, um, it's because he's lazy, not because he's like, ah, super that's not obedient. true. That's yeah. not true. Okay, what are we doing? Okay, uh, you're not lazy, babe. You just focus on different things than I do, like <laughs> social media. <laughs> Get mad at me because I don't ever know what's happening. I was like, I don't care, <laughs> but it's important. So, to for you. <laughs> our Patreon people, speaking of social media that my wife doesn't care about. I care um, about people. I just don't care about what they have for lunch. You are watching us on our video exclusive for our Patreon people. I am posting at $10 a month level in our Patreon for our marriage stuff. I'm, I'm posting articles and just really good help about how to keep your marriage young and full of life and laughter. And those will be coming out every week. And then we'll post this video exclusively for you guys on Wednesdays. And then this podcast will go live on Fridays. And so everybody listening to the podcast... Welcome. Let's go, babe. Okay. So we talked about um, fatherlessness and, and the spirit that it carries. So we're going to do some stats real quick. Okay. And That'd we'll be awesome. Yes. Um, I mean, it's not awesome. It's actually More horrifying. children will go to sleep in a fatherless home than ever before in our nation's history. <sighs> and that is because not this is the first time that this has ever happened in our nation's history. When the fathers weren't taken out by disease or war, they just 
are either choosing to be absent or have been taken out of the home. Right. We're not more fatherless now than right. we've ever been because of war. Right. The First World War, we've the had, second, we've took had, our fathers. Obviously, millions of fathers killed at, at, at the same time. Yeah. But this is different. Um, this is a different situation a right now. This is a choice, but I think it's actually a huge war that um, it's so completely unnatural to walk away from your young. Right. But to me, that has to speak to something spiritual. Yeah. You know, I've been sharing our life journey a lot, being back here in Colorado, meeting new people, mm -hmm. and they, they've heard a little of our story. And, you know, one of the things that I decided to do was stay and fight for our three boys. Yes, you did. And it cost us a lot, hundreds of thousands of dollars and homes and reputation. It took three years. I think we were the, I was the first father to get full custody of kids in Colorado Springs. Um, but I had to fight. I couldn't walk away yeah. and because I knew the health of my children was more important than my finances or my call or whatever I was doing at the time. And now we're back in Colorado Springs, mostly yeah. to help my dad end well. He's 81 and he's breaking apart. He was a bull rider and we have three special needs, nephews and niece, uh, two nieces and a, and a nephew uh, that are 34, 29 and 17, mm -hmm. just turned 17 and they're fatherless. They're broken, and my mom and dad have been raising them for years, and, and it's part of our responsibility, and that's why we're here. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, to me, is the core of all of this. Right? Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Um, I know you always tell the story about the bull elephants, um, which I think was in Kruger, which we've been through. Do you want to tell that story? Well, it was Kenya, good... actually. So Was it Kenya? Yeah, so incredible. If, it, if Just Google this story. It's phenomenal. Roar put it in his book, Adam's Return, The Five Promises of Male Initiation. But there were a bunch of young bulls. All the old bulls have been killed in a park in Kenya. Elements. And these young bulls were ripping trees up, breaking cars apart, attacking people. They, were, they thought they were going to have to kill them all and put them down. And one of the scientists said, let's fly in some bulls. Let's bring in some dads and see what happens. And so they flew in a few bull elephants. And these bull elephants literally took these young bull elephants and sat them in ditches with their head on their head for days at a time and wouldn't let them move. And within weeks, I think maybe it's days, look it up, but within with a, a short matter of time, all of these young bulls fell into order. They stopped wrecking things mm -hmm. and pulling trees out mm -hmm. and trying to kill people. And they became regular elephants because daddy showed up. Yeah. And let me tell you, we've been on a few... Um safaris real safaris not <laughs> like many, fake actually. ones but real ones in africa and we had um a bull elephant in heat coming towards our jeep yes it was terrifying <laughs> it was absolutely terrifying and sexual and weird it was all weird none of it was good <laughs> no. let me just say we that. were sprayed with all kinds of yeah things. there was things that. happening that i don't that we can't even talk about but it, it, it was just like the the when you think of the mass of that amount of animal that obviously they cannot communicate like we can and say the things we can, but that they acted out of what was void yes. in their spirits. Their spirits, their soul was crying out for discipline and cover. Yes. And when a, when a man sits a boy down like that and says, listen, I'm, I'm going to show you how to be a man, that changes everything. That's so good. Then they stop flipping around true. trying to say, well, is this what a man does? Does does a man just sleep with a bunch of girls? Is Does a man just break into things? And right. we had our car broken into. It's I'm sure it's a group of fatherless boys that did it. So we're praying for them. Right. We bless but, them. But um, you know what? I, I wonder if those boys had fathers at home, if they would have broken into our car. Well, at least have been fathered. Yeah. The difference is there's a lot of dads that are home, but they're silent. 
they don't say anything. Mm -hmm. And so moms had to become the parent of the, the or mom parents. wouldn't shut up. And so dad finally gave well, up. That's, it's, it's both, it's both, both and, right? and yeah. Okay. So you'll defend the men and I'll defend the women. As we do. I love it. Let's give us some stats. Okay. And so what, you know, right along that, um, uh, crime, drug abuse, depression, school failure, all point to fatherlessness. Yes. So the one determining factor they have found out, if you go and you found little girls in the 60s that were pregnant outside of wedlock, or you found young boys um, in the 70s that were headed to jail, or you found you know young males or females in the 80s that um, were flunking out of school or, or experimenting with drugs, it all leads back mostly to fatherlessness. Absolutely. 70 some percent, I think it's a very high percentage, we can get the exact here. Uh, of men in prison are fought from fatherless homes, regardless of uh, regardless of what race they are. It right. is it, the the one determining factor is that they're all fatherless. So um, Jesus said in um, John fourteen nine, "Have I been with you so long that you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father?" Mm. And I think that is, to me, the spirit of fathering is that I, as a stepmom, I have three children that I did not biologically give birth to, but I have the spirit of mothering. And so I mothered them and they're my children. And that's all there is to it. And you have two little girls that you didn't actually get to physically father, but you have fathered them. And um, that to me, it just goes to show that any of us can step into this if we choose to. Like this doesn't have to be some big ceremony that takes place that says now you're a mother now you're a father what what a father does is bring covering and bring very much like what an elder should bring should bring some wisdom should bring the truth and love should and i heard a young man say to me the other day he said i don't think i'm gonna tell my kids what to believe and i said well are you gonna what are you gonna tell me he's like i'm gonna let them figure it out themselves and i was talking to Noah about it he said i have friends whose parents did that that's a horrible idea Yeah. It's like, what, I mean, what do fathers do? Right. They actually lead, they point you to the father. If you're a true spiritual father, you're not pointing anyone to yourself. We don't, we don't bring authority into ourselves. We distribute authority. So as a, as a dad and as a father, I'm always pointing my, my natural kids and my spiritual kids mm-hmm. and anyone I encounter to the father. Yeah. Right. That's that's the point. That's the point. (laughs) We have a really good, good father and he's much bigger and better than you've ever been told, I promise. And that's the point of everything we're talking about. Okay, it's interesting. God never calls himself mother. He calls himself father. And so he's giving that title to men to be godlike is to be like a father. Okay, I like that. Interesting. I like that. Okay, fatherhood is the source and solution of a sin problem. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it is the source. I I was listening to someone the other day on a podcast that said, you know, abortion is not the fallout of a woman's decision. It's the fallout of fatherlessness. Wow. Because if a woman knew that a man was going to be there like he's supposed to be there beyond the the conception moment, she would feel much more free to be able to have more choices of how she's going to raise that child. Hmm. If she had covering, if she had support, if she knew those things. Right. Most women, and I know some women would will, will do that anyway, even if they had a man that's all there and all in, they still just don't want to go down that journey. But most, I would say probably 98% of the women I work with, if they had had 
even a, a uh, their own father step in and say, I will cover you during this pregnancy and this process or the father of their baby, it would have changed everything for them. But they always came in my office and said, I'm totally alone. I have no job. I haven't finished school. What am I going to do? And you know what I always had to turn to? The government to help them hmm. because the church would give us about that much help. Whose job is it to take care of these little girls that are pregnant out of wet, wedlock and are alone and scared out of their minds? It is our job as the church, period. It is not the government's job. They suck at it, number one, because it's not their job. And number two, if we are going to become, if we're going to break a spirit of fatherlessness over our nation, then it is our responsibility, period. And I want to say this because you said earlier, all these kids that go to prison and, and, and the elephants coming in, the bull elephants, young men specifically want responsibility. They just don't know that. We've got to give them more responsibility and we've got to tell them the truth and love and we can't fix their problems, but we can get into it with them. We can get right. into the pain with That's them the key. and then begin to walk them into truth and to life, not by coddling them, right? The problem with America's youth is that we've over coddled mm -hmm. in our colleges. Our, it's again, our education system is the most broken system besides the church in our country. And we coddle our young people into fatherlessness thinking. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what, I mean, that's where you're, so I want to talk about the Malachi, Malachi mandate. I've been able to say it all day. The Malachi mandate. Yes. <laughs> my life message. So right. I'm going to let you read it because it is okay. your life message. That make so Malachi 4, 5, and 6 uh, are one of our life chapters, verses, everything. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children or the parents, right, to the children, and the hearts of the children back to the parents. Lest I come and strike the land with the decree of utter destruction. I know COVID feels like this. It's not. This is not the end times. We are not in tribulation. Tribulation is not coming, by the way. We can talk about that later. Malachi 4, that's the wrong, English standard <laughs> version, which I love. I love the a American standard. And I love the English standard. Beautiful stuff. Okay. So what is it all about? What is the mandate all about? Well, so the, so the whole point, that was the last verse written in the Old Testament. Now, not chronologically it wasn't, but it was in how God had it lined up. It is God-breathed. Our scriptures are God-breathed. 400 years went by until we got to Matthew, and they wrote 200 and some laws in the middle of that all against women, right? So between the Old Testament ending and the New Testament beginning, 400 years went by, and they just kept writing laws against women because the society was already fatherless. It was already broken. And so the way they thought they could fix it is control, controlling women, and women were the, the, the spies of our society through all of those years. And so the point is, is how do we stop COVID has helped us do that a little bit. I don't think we're getting the full brunt of it yet in America. That's why it's getting worse. Um, we have to stop. We have to listen. And we have to actually do the things that matter. Going to work every day to be able to pay for your house and your car so that you're just stuck is not the point. Okay, I know a lot of us are in that realm. I'm, we're back in the States, and I could be as busy as I want to be. I could go to meetings all day, every day, and I'm just saying no because I don't want to get caught back in the race of just trying to make myself feel better because I'm busy. Right now, am I diligent with my work? Absolutely. And do I work as unto the Lord? Of course I do. The foundation is always Jesus, right? It's 1 Corinthians 3. But the mandate is, is how do I stop 
turn my heart back to a generation mm-hmm. so that I can see them come alive, actually get truth in them and become better than I am. Mm-hmm. Right. As parents, most of our parents aren't going to do this. We've never been taught this. And so we're not going to. But as a as a Christian person, as a Christ person is a better way to say it. I am responsible for the next generation and the generation after that, Absolutely. the scripture says. Yeah. And so I'm going to focus that on my own children, which it takes another person to initiate my own kids. We're too familiar and we can talk about that. But I have to focus on and we do thousands and thousands of young people to help them understand who they are, what's their identity, what, what were their, why are they born? Why are they on this planet? What are the gifts that God wants to use through them and then activate them to go do that? And that is what that scripture means. Okay. It says, this is not optional. We must stay the course. So is this a command? What does the word mandate mean? Mandate is command. Okay. Yeah. And, and we don't listen to it. So we don't get to choose if we do this or not? No. Well, I mean, a lot of people do. And that's why the fatherless society keeps getting worse. Generation after generation, yeah. it just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, I was in Walmart yesterday, and you don't know this, but the um, the cosmetic area, because they have their like, little tiny things, you know, like lip stuff. And I whatever. don't know this. And you now you have to pay for those things before you leave that section of Walmart, oh. or they put it in a box for you. So, of course, I needed a few things. But the little lady in front of me, she said, I don't understand why we have to do this. Don't people know that the Ten Commandments still exist oh and gosh. you still have to listen to them? And she's like, why <laughs> instead of putting things in boxes, can't we just put the Ten Commandments up? I was like, well, it's America, but, you know, <laughs> church and state and all that stuff. But I was like, yeah, we do. We do kind of look at things and be like, oh, that's optional. Right. Like there's people sitting in their homes right now, like five seconds from us that are just trying to figure out what to watch on Netflix and have time and wisdom and something to give away. And they're trying to think like, are, am I golfing tomorrow? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do whatever? And then there's people <laughs> next door to them in their 20s and 30s and 40s, like trying to figure out life. Right. And really could use someone to say, hey, would you, by the way, people are coming over for dinner. Oh, great. Tonight. Yeah. Um, hey, would you like to come to my house for dinner or, you know, and just start a conversation or take them a cup of coffee or something like why are we all living in our cubicles suffering alone when the person that needs us the most literally is five seconds away? Well, so do you understand what this spirit does? What he was talking about with the Malachi mandate was this, that the reason why parents and children have been separated is because of the lie of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Now we're our own worst enemies. And I, and I'm really a big believer that most of what we call the devil is just us being assholes. I mean, being jerks or to people. Being human. Yeah. And being human, but mostly. We that out? No, we're not going to believe that out. Um, the, the point is, is, is that it's a spirit. And so I feel we, we do a lot of these rethink retirement um, gatherings and most of the older people feel like they've been rejected by millennials and by Z's. Mm-hmm. Most of our Z's and our millennials are going, where are the elders that mothers and fathers? I got a ton of messages of young people looking for somebody that would actually disciple them. Just love them. Just listen. Give them perspective. And uh, none, neither one of those groups can find one another uh, easy because it's of the like, spirit. It's kind of like what's happening with men and women right now. You okay. talk to young women, they're like, where are the good men? Yes. And then you talk to the age group of the men, they're like, where are the good women? I'm like, I don't know how with all these apps and everything we have out there, are people still missing each wow. other? It has to be a spirit. It is a spirit. That's separating people. Yes. Because they're like, there's, there's something 
Well, and guys, I, I want to say this. He wants to stop reproduction. The enemy right. hates reproduction right, 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 right. and multiplication mm-hmm. because that's what brings the kingdom back. Right. Right. So if you ha- if you ask me, like our little Noah, he's almost 18, literally said to me the other day he doesn't want to have kids. And I said, son, that is ridiculous. We reproduce kingdom people to take the planet back. We keep reproducing. We're not afraid of COVID. We're not afraid of big tribulation coming. We're not. Those are not what Christ people do. Christ people bring heaven to earth every day. They make the, the, the earth look like the garden. And so how are you going to do that by, by going into fear and stop having babies, mm-hmm. stop looking for that man, stop looking for that woman, mm-hmm. stop being all offended by the next generation because they didn't like you or they didn't love you well enough. And oh, by the way, young people, stop pointing the fingers at a bunch of old people because they don't know what they're doing. Look, none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> right? I we know, just I don't. Know. Nobody knows crap about crap. Yeah, and all my G42 alumni would scream well, right now will, and say, yeah. And the point is, is that, guys, it's a spirit that we have to fight through. We're not controlled by people. We're controlled by spirits. And so when we feel that resistance and we feel that stopping us, that's when we press in even more and go into it. Well, and I have to go back to what we said in the first podcast about this is that fathers, men are foundational and they are foundational beings. And so when men come back underneath the family, when they come back underneath culture, which when I made that speech in Swaziland, it, I got cursed yes, big time. Because, by witches, actually. Well, there was, you know, they asked me on this interview in front of all the elders and all the witch doctors and everybody, well, what, what do you think is the answer for Swaziland? And I said, when the men stop raping the women and children and protect them and provide for them and support them, Small then this country thing. will turn around. And I don't know why, but my whole life just fell apart after <laughs> that. There was a witch doctor sitting right across from me, and it was like, he was glaring at me. I thought, oh, I'm dead. But do you understand that so that's many. the point that we're making is that the, the hell heard Lisa say that. Heaven heard it too. Mm-hmm. Hell heard it and came out against her to try to kill her. Hasn't been able to kill her. Yet. No. We don't know about period. tomorrow. <laughs> I'm still and, oh, by the way, because of that and what we've had to walk through, through that, we're actually setting hundreds, probably thousands of young people free from the lies that the devil's telling Yeah, them. absolutely. We're doing coaching calls. And we're breaking their agreements with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and suicide mm-hmm. and eating disorders, and hopelessness. hopelessness, hopelessness. Like you know, have you have you seen the stats? Like suicide rates are way above the COVID rate. If we were just honest as a nation about what's what really going doing, on, yeah, yeah what's, what's really, really happening, going on, I know we wouldn't put up I with this stuff. That. No one, none of us would. Not in rebellion against wearing a mask. Who gives a crap? Put a mask on. That's stupid, Where right? Whatever, just probably. honors people. That's all we're about is honoring people to make them better in life, right? And I do have a Denver Bronco mask now. Well, why would you not? But the point is, is that we're not going to bow to the enemy's we're not to try to bring us into fear. To the fear. That's the thing that uh, everyone I've spoken, like we were still in Europe and this was going. It didn't matter what people called themselves, what part of the world they were from, if they thought they were Christian or Protestant or Catholic or atheist or whatever. They all would say the same thing. There's it's fear. This is all it's a spirit fear. Of fear. No and question. we can't operate under that. It won't it won't get us. <laughs> well, anywhere. somehow we are as a society so, and a culture. Okay. Yeah. So the word Abba, Father, means source, sustainer, nourishing, Oof. and foundation. Wow. 
That's so good. You should just sit in that. So there is the the word, um, isn't Abba? Um, Abba Father. Yeah, at Breasty One. Romans. Some yes. people don't know that that is one of the word. The, the names of God is Breasty One because he nourishes. Mm. He's a nourishing father. So this is what this is our example of what fathers are supposed to do. They are the source. Okay, so they're the source of life. They're where the sperm came from. They are the foundation, and they are the sustainers of the life. We we it's always a joke that men don't don't attribute much to babies <laughs> to conception the, well conception is the fun part yeah and is awesome <laughs> and that's know. fine but then our responsibility starts after they're born yeah and it rests on us as a foundation and that's really true it is true. it starts everything so also not are they just the source but they are the sustainer and the nourisher and the foundation of children wow so if you want to be a father ask yourself am i these things um, you have to, in order to be a father, you have to be the source of something. God is the true father because he does not just produce. He mm. sustains. Wow. Sustain. He sustains. <laughs> oh, he's even going to sustain you, Gary Black. That's convicting some of you right now. I know it is. It's hitting your spirit. We, we are called to sustain life, not just for ourselves, period. Mm-mm. It is not about it's us. Never for about we us. get to be all about life. We get to be all about giving life but it's never about us. It's about our wife. It's about our babies. And it's about the rest of the generation bringing life and helping them sustain mm-hmm. life. We learn, I mean, obviously we've learned this. Well, and I, I losing told a people, son. people asking, Oh my gosh, you're a grandmother. I'm like, yes, I was promoted. And, and you were promoted to grandfather. Yes. So now you used to be a daddy God, and then a you became a father and now you're a grandfather. You've yes. been promoted. So you should be more effective in your role than ever before because you've been promoted to grandfather. Wow. So now you're not just sustaining your immediate generation under you, you're sustaining the next generation. And whatever you pour into your grandchildren is going to pour into the next wow. generation. That's really good. So that's sustaining. That's a good thing. Okay. God is um, man's source and man is God's resource. Okay. God is man's source yes. and man is God's so resource. You, we go, he is the source of everything. He's the original father of everything, but he decided in all of his wisdom to use us as a resource. Wow, that's not doesn't seem very smart. But he's a really smart God, so he okay. must know something. <laughs> well, the way I've always said it is he's limited himself to you and I to bring heaven to earth. So that's when we say at G42, we say you're God with skin on, and we get a lot of kickback for that, and I know some, that ticks some of you off, and I'm glad that it does. You are. Paul said in Mark, Mark 10, follow me as I follow Christ. If you follow me as I follow Christ, you're going to be godly. I follow, I just said this on a G42 teaching at our reunion this weekend. Um, I follow Andrew Shearman as he follows Christ. Right. And now I find myself like he did every morning sharing scripture with people and, and becoming so alive. He would read me something that he just read in the message that changed his life almost every single morning. I love it when you come out of the bathroom, you're like, have you read? I'm like, I'm listening to a different part of the Bible right now. Can you wait till I'm done? But- <laughs> and then we'd be walking around the village and he would never pass trash. Or dog poop, he would pick it up. He would just make sure that things were clean. And now I can't pass any trash in America and it's everywhere, right? And so I follow Andrew, right, as he follows Christ. And that's okay if we are actually following Christ. It's made you a better man. And becoming his resource. Mm -hmm. Whoa! I'll preach. Come on, church. I just got a whole new message. You ready? Come on. (laughs) Men are a reflection of the kingdom on earth. Oof. When God created Adam, God gave all the male all instructions. Then he created female. He did not go to the soil to create the woman. 
Okay, what is that about? Well, you know what that's about. He went into the male and created a being that had a womb, and then we are called woman. Womb and woman. <laughs> yeah, so man. I love womb. the way that um, uh, John Eldridge does this in Wild at Heart. Not the best book. Adam's Return is much better, but uh, he says men were born in the wild, out of the dirt. So we're born to be wild. We're born to find freedom. Right. Women were born protected and nurtured in the garden and we're born to protect and nurture them. Right. Allow them to be wild and free and who they are and work side by side because the woman was pulled out of his side and out of his feeder's head. Chris Valentin kills this, by the way, with his teaching. Um, so we work side by side and, and we we come become that foundation so you can be wild and free and be all that you're supposed to be. Right. I want to be all that I'm supposed Shaka, to be. Kota, like, come on. OK. So the male is the source of the seed. OK. So going to give i don't know how many points are here but this men are good. carrying men are carrying the seeds of generations okay, okay? yep so think about True. that the sins of the fathers are transferred to the fourth generation so nothing a man does in private it is always impacts the generation so wow. you you can't do anything in private wow are it's you listening private. to this you oh my maybe gosh, that in your me. bathroom or in what are you doing right no i'm just saying <laughs> Like you need to be aware of what you're doing because at all times. Your seed is in you right now. Your seed is always in you. And so you are never alone. Wow. So everything you do affects your the generation. Kind of turned me on. We might have to get rid of the podcast. Stop. Hey, um, can I say this though? In numbers it says, I think it's numbers twenty-two, that the only thing that goes beyond the fourth generation to the twenty I need to go read it again, twenty-second generation, twenty-fifth generation is illegible. Illegitimacy. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We really Illegitimacy. Have done this tomorrow. Fatherlessness is what it's saying. That's yeah. the only one that goes beyond the fourth generation. Yeah. It just keeps passing on and on. So if you want to bow out as a dad, you've just created 20 some years of illegitimacy well, in your family. And on the flip side, Unless some, it's of the, broken. some of the young men we work with are on the verge of bowing out and they are carrying the weight of that. Absolutely. We've got great men that we've been coaching that are pastors, that their wives are dead set against them and are not happy. And they're ready to bow out and stop and quit and become silent. But the weight and the heaviness of it. It's true. Let them do it. You've got to carry that because weight. Because it's, it's, okay. it's, it's a big deal. I know. God, I'm preaching to myself right now. Okay. Amen. If we're going to rebuild our society, we have, um, we have to, I can't read without my glasses <laughs> Leave his father and mother. Women are not told to leave because we're being transferred from one father to another. Okay, so say that again. So men are foundational and they are called to be fathers. Yes. And so the reason women are not asked to leave their families in scripture, but men are, is because women are just being transferred from one father to another. Mm. So when a father walks his daughter down the aisle... Hopefully we'll do this soon with our girls and give them to a man. You will not feel good about this transference. If this is not a man of God, who's going to father your daughter. I don't want to transfer to a punk. No, no punks allowed. No punks allowed. So that, that is, that's why that's, I never realized that before though, that men are asked to leave their mother. Wow. That's, that's so huge. I know. We leave and cleave, but he's asked, he asked the wife and I mean, if you're a young woman and you have a soul tie with your dad or a soul tie with your mom, you have to break that because you do leave and cleave with your husband. 
Yes. And you create a whole new yes, family. Yes, but what it's saying is that father that's giving away his daughter in marriage is saying, I'm giving him, I'm giving her to a foundational protector, supporter, sustainer Nurture. of life. Yes. Wow. So good. Wow. That's really good, babe. We should put that in our, our marriage. You should write a book. What are you doing? Okay. Okay. Fathers do not abuse, but protect. Yes. And I think this is why Wow. those scars go the deepest. You... You watch any little girl talk about, well, my mom did this and my mom did that. And she can kind of have a conversation about it. Boys do. But when they start talking about their dads, their little lips usually start to tremble because yeah. it's a big, big wounding. Because I, And I don't, I can't explain exactly what it is about fathers, but I just remember as a little girl, my dad was quiet a lot of the time. He didn't always, you know, have a ton to say. Sometimes he was really, really funny. But I remember that I would sit out in the garage and just pass him tools when he was working on a car. He always had lots of jobs um, just to be with him. And I remember watching baseball just to be, I just wanted to be in the same room. His, I just wanted to be in his presence. And sometimes we go on long car rides and sometimes we talk and sometimes we wouldn't. And they both were very delightful to hmm. me. And that's, I know that's how little girls feel. I don't know how little boys feel, but just being in the presence of a good father brings peace. Changes everything. To your heart and, you don't and your know soul. It. Yeah. You don't even yeah, know what it is, really good. but you're just drawn to it. Yeah. Um, they don't neglect, but they provide. So daddies don't neglect, but always Fathers provide. do not abuse. They protect. Again, be careful protect. with this one because it's as important to give extravagantly in your finances as it is not to give, especially with your own children. You have to listen to Holy Spirit when you're to give and help them and when you need when them to go do it themselves. What we do as parents in America right now with the over coddling is we, we steal their hunt. We take away, daddy, I want a go-kart. Well, I'll go buy you one. Or daddy, I want a new car. And you buy a 16 year old, a new car. Stupid. Stop. Right. If you want that son, daughter, go get that for yourself. Yeah. I'll meet you halfway. You want me to pay half? I'll pay half. But I love one of our, our best friends here in the city that I'm so glad to be back with Lonnie Dyer with his daughter going to school. He's like, you pay your first year. So smart. I'll pay your second year. So smart. You pay your third year. I'll pay your fourth. I and guarantee we'll get you, through you this. Lily will not skip class. No, she's not going to skip. Because I paid for half. That was my deal I had with my dad. I did not. She took ownership. Yeah. And we've got to fathers and mothers give ownership. They don't just give free gifts. They actually help well, them we, appreciate. I mean, we we worked with a very, very spoiled young woman at one time. And her parents said to me, why are you guys, what, what's wrong with us providing? And I said, you're not providing. She literally can't grow up. Because she gets to be a little girl all the time. Yes. And she's learned that she can she throw stuck. a tantrum and it works. Yep. And now she's in her late 20s and she's still throwing tantrums. Yep. And making people's lives. And no man wants to marry a woman who just keeps throwing tantrums. I promise you that. That's why most so men are afraid crowd to marry women because that's all they've seen. <laughs> well, what did you read today from your new favorite friend? Your, um, what What was it? He uh, said something about, I don't know, women are allowed to walk around free. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't have brought that up. No, I'm going to have to, if you want to know, text us <laughs> or email really us. All right. I should have been offended, but I thought it was hilarious. Okay. The first thing God did was put a man in his presence, not in the presence of a woman. So a man needs God's presence more than he needs a woman. Good. You don't start every day with your woman. Well, some <laughs> days you do. And then you get to the father and you spend every single morning with the father. Mm. Because I, I literally wake up every single day and say, all right, Dad, what are we doing today? Mm -hmm. And what meetings do you want me to do? 
Like, what am what I? What is mine to do? What is mine to do? And if she grabs me and says, "Let's cuddle," well, then that's mine to do. Amen. Right? I so don't mean cuddle. <laughs> Shaka! Don't make me start praying in tongues. Come on. Men were created to father his children and his community. Wow! Not just his children. No, the whole oh, it's community. So good. Keep going on these. It's so important. Conviction, conviction. Um, the most fatherless time in America, where a father's not being taken out for war or disease, our fathers are just not home. They're not home anymore. And, They're choosing to not be home. Yeah, and what is it that's taking them? It's it's that lack of I can't do this. They're afraid of success. I don't think it's afraid of failure, guys. I think it's afraid of being successful. If I do this, the responsibility is going to be too great. And so I played video games my whole life. I'm just going to keep doing that. I'm out. Guess what, guys? When you step into things that you can't handle, that's when God comes and makes up the difference. That's the whole point. He never says he won't put us through anything we can't handle. He always puts us through things we can't handle because he wants to do it for us so we don't get the glory he does. Right. I look at Jesus is the foundation of everything. I was listening to First Corinthians three this morning. And again, it just hit my spirit of everything is the foundation of everything is built on Jesus. And then as fathers, we start to build on wood and hay and stubble and we get all the way up to gold and we start making the reflection of what we do look like Jesus. That's that's all we're supposed to do as fathers. OK, so the fallout of fatherlessness. That's a whole other message, by the way affects all women and affects all children but it also steals from the man it also because what it also steals from the man steals so from, if a man okay. steps away from his god-given responsibility to father not just his children his grandchildren his culture his community his neighborhood his everyone he also misses out because he's never stepped into what he was created that's to right do. so he's, he will always feel empty can I say this? If you, you feel stuck as a man, you if you feel like you're you're not fulfilling your purpose, you're not in your calling. In fact, I got an Instagram text about an hour ago. It says, my husband has found his dream job, but now he wants to quit because he doesn't feel like it's fulfilling his purpose and his calling. Guys, work your ass off, please. Work is your calling. Getting your hands dirty is your calling. I gave you right? work before you gave In you the woman. midst of that, you're going to prophesy and love and bring life to all the people around you. And that's the point, right? The point isn't, am I doing my perfect job? Am I doing my passion? That is such crap for your generation, guys. The millennials, this is all you care about, right? The truth is, is that when I'm doing my work, when I'm doing what, what I know I'm called to do, I'm going to find my purpose and my calling because it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. There are women and mm -hmm. children everywhere mm -hmm. that just need to be encouraged and enlightened. What does 1 Corinthians 14 say? We encourage them. We strengthen them. We comfort them. That's what true prophecy is. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yep. Right? And so in the midst of your day-to-day -day mundane, horrible job, strengthen, encourage, and comfort the people around you, and you're doing your calling and your passion. Period. I wish you were passionate about this. Shaka. Come on. Hallelujah. Okay. Men are called to cultivate. They were cultivated in the garden and now they must cultivate women and children around them. So good. This is so good, babe. I know, honey. I do my right. research. Uh, men invite boys into manhood through the rite of passage yep. where women naturally do this through starting our cycle. Yep. We women are naturally initiated, initiated because they have no control over their bodies, both in menstrual cycles and the pregnancy and everything else. Mm -hmm. Men don't need anything. We can look at our phone and get sex. We can look at our phone and get food. We can look. We don't ever need 
to be afraid or fear anything because we can get anything we want and anything. We must be initiated, not by our own dads, by other men. That's why we need fathers. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other yeah. deal. Okay. Um, okay, but we no longer do male initiations. No, nope, we never have in America. In America, we never have? America has been? never had a male initiation. Okay, so we've talked about it before, though, that, that you know, men that end up in the military, that there's initiation in the warrior there. But Only the no, warrior, no, yeah. no initiation in lover or sage or king, right. which is life. Right. So do we really need to do something extraordinary or can just living life and loving a woman really well and and taking care of your like does that initiate a man or no then what does it take no it has to it has to be a, a a right it has to be a sacred space now everything's sacred your work your ministry your marriage your children everything needs to become sacred and it all is sacred but it does take for young men for them to walk through some kind of initiation rite, or rite of passage, R-I-T-E. Something, so it's a, it's a an accomplishment that could cost them their life or their Well, it everything. always has to have pain involved because yeah. pain is the greatest teacher and it's the only thing that shifts us from our comfortability. Right. Right. So it does have to have some kind of pain. Um, the, the Mormons do this better than we do. They send their young 19-year-olds on the two-year mission Going door to door, which is painful, scary, those things, not quite the thing. Jews do this way better with their 12-year-olds with bar mitzvahs, mm-hmm. right? As American Christians. And then the point of the, the bar mitzvah then is that they have a place at the table. Right. The that, point right? of any initiation. Is that, that is then that they, you, they have a voice and a place at the table. You pass this thing and now you can sit at the table as a man and have a voice into our tribe, into our family, into our community. Because nobody wants to hear what a child has to say. Nobody has. About a big no, well, decision. why would you? I know a lot of 60-year-olds that are children still that I don't want to hear from. It's true. I don't want to hear anything from you when you haven't been initiated. You're stuck in the first half of life, and you've never crossed into the Gary second half. Black had his Wheaties today. Well, it's true. First half, it's all about you. I know. Second half, it's all about everybody else. I don't know about you, but it takes me about 30 seconds when I meet a man to tell if he's a man or a boy. Yep. It has nothing to do with his gray hairs. Or 40s, goals. 50s, 60s, like, 70s. Instantly, I yeah. can tell. I'm like, oh, we're still a little boy in okay. a This is incredible stuff, body. baby. Do you want to finish this list now, or do you want to jump into a next podcast next week? Yeah. Because we're on, what, 12 of how many? I don't know. I just So many. Yeah. This is so good. We don't want to rush through it. Okay. Let's not rush through it. Okay. How do we conclude this Um, today? We'll leave it at this. We have created a culture for boys to stay stuck in manhood and blame them for not knowing what it looks like to be a man because we have no fathers to lead them. Okay. Wait. We have created a culture we, for boys to stay stuck in boyhood, not boyhood, manhood, to stay and stuck blame in them and for then not we get mad at them for what it looks like, like to be a man because we have not many fathers to lead the way. That's the whole point of this, is that we have to become masters as men. We have to learn how to become kings. There's four archetypes, the the warrior, the lover, the the sage, and the king. And you cannot become a king until you have some gray hair and perspective on life. That's the point, right? And that's okay. I've got a lot of young guys in their late 30s that think they're fathers and elders. They're not. They don't know crap about crap. They, they, they're beautiful and they're amazing and they're becoming their young fathers. And they're great for And they're beautiful. But and, and I want to disciple them into becoming something, but they don't know because they haven't lived that life. And so what I'm doing is calling out elders, you guys in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, some of you in your 90s that are wasting your time, that are not giving what life has taught you mm-hmm. to young men. 
And we need those kind of yeah, men to step up and to come in. And I will give you hundreds of young men that just want to know what truth is. Now, you've got to say the truth. you got to say it hard. Mm-hmm. In love from your heart, not from you trying to fix them or discipline them, which is part of the problem. And that's why we need more. Well, followers. and it, it's, it's it all starts through relationship. And so we open our home. We invite young people over for meals. We have some wine with them. We have just have conversations. We don't sit them down and say, hurry up and eat. We're going to do a Bible study right now. We just, <sighs> we don't need curriculum we people. Don't, we don't I, need more Bible they, studies. They just need a kitchen to sit in and right. see what parents act like. And, and break bread. Married people wine. act like. Yes. And enjoy and then spirit of god falls and we start prophesying over each other and everyone starts crying and they prophesy over us and and it's just very natural because everyone's being themselves and the last young man that came to our house said i i was kind of intimidated about coming to your house he's like this is amazing you know yeah, was a, like, a 24 year old black american kid came here and we just held him yeah he's precious and we I've prophesied lo- we've over loved spirit. him for a long long time but we've only seen him out in places and and i really just wanted him to come to the house for dinner and he was like i liked you guys out and he's like I didn't know if you were going to be the same in. He's like, you're even better in your house. So just be yourself. It's just yeah. not that intimidating. So good. Okay. All right. That's it. That's it. You want to give us one last scripture before we leave? Uh, which one do you want, babe? Well, I like that one. And above all this, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. If it's not coming from love, you guys, if it's not coming from that father or mother heart, it means nothing. You're like a banging gong. And the young people know that immediately. So everyone knows that. Get to love. The only way you get to love is by spending time with the Father every single day. Great ranting it's on a Facebook discipline. and go give someone a hug. Please. Or <laughs> Jesus. All right. Next week, we're going to hit the rest of. We're going to hit the rest of the, the, the points of fatherhood and, and bringing this full circle into what a father actually brings to the earth. All right. Hey, GaryandLisaBlack.com. Go there. Check us out. Go to Patreon.com slash GaryandLisaBlack. I haven't had one new Patreon sign up since we got back to America. I need to keep building that platform. We're giving exclusive content. Content. Our video will be on there of this podcast. Every single Wednesday, we'll do that for you. And again, I'm putting marriage content on there for our $10 more a month on Patreon. And then we have our foundation, which I'm going to shift up. We're going to do our own 501c3 uh, for our coaching and some of the things that we're doing. But you can read all this and get all this at GaryandLisaBlack.com. All the information you could ever want. And you can email us. Okay. Love you. God bless you. Bye.